everybody, this is Justin Michael Williams with Motivation for Black People, giving you trusted guidance to make your life better. And I have sitting across from me in this room right now, Duran Bernard. Duran, say what's up? I'm a hologram. I'm not really here. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys don't know Duran, listen to me. Duran has been singing backup for Erica Badu for the last eight years. Years. If you ask her, she says he's his he's her accomplice. All right. He also has been featured on Anderson Pock's latest project and laced the entire project of Ego Death with the internet. And so Duran has done some dope shit in the music industry. You guys gotta check out his music. He's also an incredible artist as well. But we're not here to talk about music today. We're here to talk about something a little bit more important. Duran, what are we talking about? What are we telling the people? Kind of just trying to tell the people how to uh, inspire them to be themselves because you're the only one that has to wake up and live your life. So basing your decisions on other people's you know, idea of your life when they don't have to deal with the consequences isn't exactly the best idea. Because mm. so. listen, when we first started today we like talked before the episode and he had said that line of like you can't base your decisions off other people's shit because they don't have to deal with the consequences Mm -hmm. that hit me pretty hard actually and i was just like we got it like that's our episode because the consequences i think for me like the biggest consequence that i have even faced in moments in my life is doing things based on what I thought my parents expected me to do Mm -hmm. or what other people expect me to do or what I thought was going to be successful based on other people's Mm -hmm. eyes. And then what I have to deal with is regret and a life of like a drawer full of unlived dreams and could have and would have and all this kind of shit. And it's just the worst thing, you know? That's some of the worst shit to get to the end of your life and have way more what ifs then hell yes mm-hmm. you know especially turning 30 it i think the older that i get the more i realize i hear life telling me everybody can get this work everybody the animals the babies everybody nobody is exempt so it really inspires me to you know make the most out of the moment right now mm-hmm. you know most people are so caught up in trying to figure out what's going on when we die and you know it's like but we don't take enough to appreciate people while they're here yeah like figuring out what happens when we die but not paying enough attention to like what does it actually mean to live right (laughs) you know you know so duran tell me what i one of the things i love and i've known duran for several years god how many years have i known you now maybe like i'm four or five i moved out here four years ago and did we meet through Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. He was always having a function. He stayed having a function. Yeah, we're talking about Jeremy Irwin, who is a member of the Power 28. You can look up his episode. But we did. We met four years ago then. Mm-hmm. And um, But one of the things that I've always loved is no matter if you're on stage or in person or wherever, you are the same damn Durand everywhere you go. And that really is inspiring to me and I think a lot of people. But I have you always been like this? There have been levels to it. Talk to me. Uh, I, ooh, if I could have a conversation with myself 10 years ago, I would just kind of encourage myself to chill out a little bit and, you know, s- smell the flowers as you're strolling by. Don't be in such a rush to try to grow up or, you know, get out of the moment. But I, um, 
I've always been myself, always yeah. been outspoken to a degree. I have my mother to thank for that, especially because as a kid, she always told me, if you don't know something, ask questions mm. and nothing was ever off limits. So as a as a child, I experienced my parents not putting my humanity on probation just because I wasn't paying the bills. Mm. So, so if only we all had that. <laughs> listen, only. when I when I asked my mother a question, she gave me an answer. She explained to me why I had to do something or why something was going on. And I, so I I never understood the because I said so. Right. You know. Oh, if I could tell you how many times I heard, because I said so, because grown up said so. Because I'm grown, because I'm, yeah, you know, and it's just, but why not? Why can't you explain that to me? You know, why? And again, it's about having respect for this intellect that just happens to be in the package of a little person. Yeah. But give me something that I can walk away from and, and be more informed and enlightened instead of just sending me on my way. And I'm still ignorant about why I have to do what it is that I'm doing. So, And I love, one of the things I love, Duran, was I remember a while ago you posted something on Facebook around your relationship with your dad. Mm-hmm. And um, can you talk to people about your relationship with your dad a little bit? Yeah. Um, my, my dad is, he's an audio engineer. He does sound for Earth, Wind & Fire. Those are his main clients. He modeled back in the day. He did martial arts. Um, and... He also met my mother for the first time when he was her student in elementary school. That is amazing. What? I didn't know that. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that used to be one of my favorite stories I would tell as a kid. And I, I found out later on that uh, my dad told my uncle, when I grow up, I'm going to marry Miss Malvin. Oh, my God. And 18 years later, definitely ran up on her. And did not call her Miss Malvin. He called her Sherilyn, which is the other comedy. It's like, no, I'm an adult now, so I don't have to, I'm not in your class. So just a whole different dynamic. And uh, even even talking to my mom about what made her like my dad and what drew her to him. And she would just talk about how how much of a great person overall he was. He was, you know, he's funny and uh people don't have anything negative to say. I mean, all of our experiences with, with people vary. Right, you know, right. I could have a great experience with you and someone else could have an experience with you and be like, wow, he's a bitch. Right. You know, yeah. I'm like, well, that's not my experience with him. So right. can't relate. Right. Uh, but him and my mother both have grown immensely over the years. And I like to take all the credit for how cool they are. <laughs> um... Because they've become my 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 best friends, mm. you know. When you when you become an adult and you and, and you know you're still uh, fortunate enough to have your parents around, it's interesting to have adult conversations with 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 your parents about things that you might be going through, and then they'll share. Well, you know, I went through something like that similar, or you know, to that degree, and it just becomes a new dynamic. So now, I am your child that not only is an adult, but we're friends. Right. We can we can be friends, and, and a lot of parents don't play that. They're right. like, I'm the parent, you're the child. No matter how no, old you are. No matter how old you are, yeah. and I, I, never, I never got that. And maybe it's because I'm an only child. You know, I, my mother has said since I was young that I was her best friend. So mm, Yeah, and I think when I remember reading this post about your dad, and it was somebody talking about, like, 
black fathers and black fathers are bad and this and that and this. And you were like, well, that was not my experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, not not at all. I I asked a question some time ago and I said, how many of you have been with a man that was emotionally nourished by his father as a child? Mm. And I definitely triggered a lot of people. Yeah. And it's and it and again, the older I get, the more I realize how how uh, how grateful I am for how they uh, not only were to one another, but to me as well. And even getting an apology from my dad, maybe around 17 or 19, one of those. But just, you know, we were having one of our heart to hearts. We had got into it and, you know, just having a real transparent moment and he was like, you know, I really wish I hadn't whooped on you like I did and instead just sit down and talk to you. And, but by that time I'd already forgiven him for what he didn't know, because if you're not taught how to be something, you're kind of just shooting in the dark, you know? And even if you think, Oh, well, if I have another kid, I'm going to do it differently. You can still do it differently, but that child is going to be different as well. Right. So you're dealing with a whole new ray of emotions and characteristics and all those things. So I, I'm just really grateful that we were able to, to grow together and yeah. not apart. Yeah. Know? And yeah. I, I think, you know, what I was really inspired by when I read that from you and also like my experience with my parents is that two things. One, like for those of you who are parents out there, right, listening to this, like let us pay attention to the oppressive traditions and beliefs that we don't need to hold on to anymore. Oh, yeah. You know, because there is a lot of things, just because it was the way your mom did it and just because the way your grandma did it, it actually people say, well, that's how they did it. In fact, you shouldn't be doing it the same way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, just something as simple as, you know, when someone's grieving and they've lost a loved one and they say, well, I'm sorry for your loss, or the more infamous, I'm sorry for your lost. Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> It's just, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't make anyone feel any better. And I get that we say certain things because we don't know what to say. But that's when I, you know, someone like me, and it's like, well, why don't we try a different approach? Yeah. You know, so instead of, you know, I'm sorry, how about, did you eat today? Did you drink your water? Did you, you know, get some fresh air? Did you at least get out the bed? You know, what? just making sure that we're taking care of ourselves. So I think yeah. a lot of times we just continue things because grandma did it, because mom did it, or because dad did it, or my, you know, whatever family member or wh- whatever environment I was exposed to at that time because everybody else did it, I have to continue it. And at least that's what we do subconsciously. Right. Uh, and that's not always the case. And there was actually a... Um, a post that said, what are some toxic parenting skills that you are leaving with your parents? Mm. And I was, I I was, I happened to be on the phone with my dad when that came up. And I was like, you know, there, the list is smaller of the things that I wouldn't do than the things that you guys did. Right. That really benefited me in my adulthood. Yeah. So, and it's really more so belief system, no whoopings, no fear tactics, uh, and oh, managing money a little bit better, right? Like definitely. I see it in my mind. Just you know, when you start getting allowance, you know, 
give me a certain amount and I'm going to put that away for you, you know, like that type of thing. Right. No, and I think what you're saying is super important because it is part of, and it really goes with this theme that we're talking about, right, of expectations and the traditions and Mm -hmm. the, like, if we want to grow as a people, you know, and in your family unit, like generationally, we have to be able to look at some of this stuff from the past with more of a critical eye and not saying like, to get mad. I mean, you can get mad, but not saying yeah. that you even have to, but just to say like, okay, we have more information now than we ever had in Absolutely. the past. So we shouldn't Absolutely. be doing shit the same way. That like, part. We shouldn't be doing it the yeah. same way. One one thing that, that an older person to a younger person, one of their favorite things that they like to say, I haven't heard in a long time, but... You know, I was such and such age once. I was such and such age before you were, but not this version. Right. You know, and I, I think about, you know, even just back when my parents were, were growing up, you know, there was there wasn't a lot that they really had to worry about as far as, you know, there was no Internet. There right. wasn't no cell phones. I mean, we actually had to interact with one another. That's another thing that I think social media has done to us right. as a whole, because nobody can be social and everybody's awkward in person but aside from that uh yes yes and you know just moving on from these oppressive traditions and i think tying this back to you know our original idea for this episode around like making sure you're living your life based on the choices that you want to make and not these expectations of what you thought was supposed to be or fulfilling these old traditions or whatever like what do you think, Duran, are some of the the main things that either you have faced or you see people facing that like stop them from living there in their real truth and for stepping forward into their authentic selves? One of the main things I feel is being a bit too comfortable. Well, let me stop. Being complacent in your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know what I call that? What? Comfortably numb. But, ooh. Comfortably numb yeah Mm -hmm. it's 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 not a good space to be in and as the quote goes uh your comfort zone is a beautiful place but nothing grows there Mm. so even getting out of you know my hometown and moving across country to try something new and where are you from cleveland cleveland we're from cleveland (laughs) and um just taking that step, you know, people always wonder, you know, or, or they're trying to have have certain things stacked up before they make that move. Sometimes you just got to move at what you have because it's going to, you know, generate that that grind and that hustle. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, this is so important. I think also one of the things that I've noticed, at least in my life, is asking my friends for advice on what I should do or what my next move should be. And sometimes it's not even your family, but your friends can be the ones that are like even holding you back, Mm -hmm. you know, from success. Have you experienced that? I've experienced one main relationship I can say that I experienced was uh, prejudice Mm. from one of my fellow brothers Mm. who just happened to be a little bit blacker than me. But everything that seemed to be wrong with his life, it was my fault because Duran is light-skinned. Mm. So at one point in our rela- in our friendship for like six years, actually, I was feeling bad about being light-skinned. How'd you keep this person around for six years? <laughs> you know, <laughs> all that I, met, I met him when I was 19 and he met me around a very uh, 
um, critical space in my life just with, you know, expectations and uh, trying to find what my true happiness is and struggling with myself and all these, you know, all these different things. And it was cool then, but when certain conversations are being had because uh, I finally get to that moment where it's said to me, it's hard being your friend because you're the everything that I'm not. Mm. So that's when everything kind of came full circle. Yeah, It's like, now I understand why I'm feeling bad being your friend because you're making me feel bad about things that I have no control of whatsoever. Wow. So, and a lot of times we're very, you know, we're selfless with, you know, our love and, you know, our resources because, you know, we want people that we care about around us to be able to experience those things, but not everybody can handle that. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. they're so caught up in, well, why isn't this, why wasn't this my story? Why didn't my parents do this for me? Why didn't, you know, instead of just embracing that you have a really great friend who has all these things, doesn't mind bringing you into that, but that was, that wasn't enough. So uh, that was actually partially what a song that I did called uh, Insufficient was about when mm. I said, um, it only does more damage to keep hostage what desires to be free. Mm. So I was staying around because I knew that he needed me. Yeah. And it's like, while you need me in your life because everybody else is gone, but what I'm, am not I happy. I'm not getting filled up. I'm not getting this. filled up. I'm being drained. Right. So And God, so many people, I feel like, you know, suffer from this. And we have an episode on here actually um, about toxic friends and family members and setting boundaries with them. So you guys can scroll through these podcast episodes and see that episode. It's really one of our most listened to. And I think this is a big topic that a lot of people hit because Mm -hmm. we have these things or people in our lives who we have gotten accustomed to being around or that we even love for these yes, different reasons. Yes, absolutely. And you can't and and you get to a point where you can't really imagine your life without them. Right. Especially when you have someone like that relationship where I I felt like he knew me a little better than myself. So I would always run to him when there was an issue or if there was like a and I I valued his opinion so much. And yeah. so there was a time where we were not speaking and I had to, you know, go back to my own devices and figure it out on my own. And I felt that was a very pivotal moment because it made me realize, like, wow, I don't need right. this person in my life. Uh, but those kind of people, I feel, are uh, in in the just a little preview of what's in that episode. Like mm-hmm. those kind of people are something that I usually call a skeptical friend. And in my mind, they're like the most toxic people to have in your life because when somebody's like a bad person in your life, like you keep a little distance from them because you know they're bad. If somebody's good, you keep them close. When somebody is like, when you're with them and you're not sure if they're mad at you or not, you're not sure if they like you or not, you're not sure if they're jealous of you or not when you tell them good stuff, those people are the worst because like you did, you tell them your dreams and your goals and your ideas and they are sometimes consciously, sometimes subconsciously, like sabotaging your success without you even knowing it, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're allowed to hear about your dreams and your emotions. I I mean, this is, I, it's just really reminding me what we're talking about here is like just really taking a look at all the shit in your Mm -hmm. life from the belief systems that you have to the expectations that you're trying to hold up to the friends that you have around you Mm -hmm. and see what's in alignment or out alignment, out of alignment with your truth. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially at this, at this stage, 
in my life if if it is anything that tampers with my peace it has to go yes goodbye and, <laughs> and like i said and i and i treat the same thing like life does with everybody else everybody can get this work if it tampers with my peace yeah. it could be my own mother mm-hmm. but i can't I think because especially going through what, you know, all the things that we've gone through is is just people of color in general and anything we're already going to be dealing with life coming at us in various different ways. Why purposely put myself in an environment where I'm going to be stressed out? Yeah. No, I get it. I get that totally. And I mean, I think, you know, there's a balance between like everything everything that's uncomfortable isn't toxic for you, but at because right. some stuff is growth, but at the same time, we don't want to be putting ourselves in draining situations. Yeah, that's like to, a yeah. big difference. There's a fine line as, as in yoga. There's a fine line between finding uh, your pressure point and then just being in pain. Mm. So one of my favorite quotes is, the moment that you feel like giving up it's when the moment begins. Mm, I'm like, beautiful. man, that's real cute for y'all to try to have me hold this chaturanga because my <laughs> arms are on fire right now. <laughs> so that's real cute. Right, right. <laughs> you got a transition in a minute. It's going to be in child's pose for the rest of this class. Oh, my God. So, Duran, what are some of the things for you personally that have been maybe a challenge or have pushed you to your edge outside of your comfort zone to you being able to be yourself fully? What are some of the new growth edges that maybe you faced? I can even say that sometimes my own procrastination can be a challenge mm. sometimes. Uh, and we we have to give ourselves space and room to feel whatever it is that we're feeling, you know, just so that we can get back to, you know, our regular schedule programming. But I'm, um, hmm, what else is there? Uh, you know what? And, and, and even earlier when you were talking about, you know, being being in the industry, I still don't feel like I'm in the industry. I what? feel like I feel like I'm on the outskirts of it. There's a difference between being in the industry and then being able to be on the road. OK. And, you know, because you can go on the road, you know, and not be signed to anything or not necessarily be in the industry. And because I'm in close proximity to people, it's easier for me to like, you know, jump in the session or if someone's like oh i want you on this but as far as like being in the confines of you know i that's not 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 yet at least that's coming but i mean i'm just glad that it wasn't it wasn't you know me being exposed to that as a as a kid yeah you know at least I, i had time to grow in in my own way whether i wanted to privately go through something or share that right. you know I, I was in control of of all of that and so that's I'm at least grateful uh, for that so that I can control the narrative yeah that, I mean a lot of people think about this like you know wanting to be famous wanting to be discovered wanting to be famous but then shit they don't know and they, you know you see like yeah. what happens I I low-key felt when I when I found out about her I was like why didn't I think of that like well, I did not think to like hide my identity, you know, to be able to just go out and you know be amongst certain spaces and nobody know who you are. Like yeah. you can, you can have the 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 coin and the privacy, right? Right. That's a uh, just the idea of that. But I like that people can put a face to who's speaking to them as well. Uh, well, I think for you, especially the, how you are as an artist, that's really important. Yeah, like I'm, I'm too animated to not yeah. have a 
an identity, you right. know, and, and my, my main thing is I just love making people laugh. Right. And yeah. if you guys don't know, so this is one thing. Duran is, first of all, one of the most incredible musicians. you've. Ever, where do people find your music if they want to? Let's just tell them right now. I'm on all platforms. You Spell can, your name. D-U-R-A-N-D-B-E-R-A. <laughs> N A R R. And you guys will see and. that on the in the notes. <laughs> yes. But one of the things is look him up. His music's amazing. And you gotta look up some of his live performances because they will blow your mind. But these videos that you be putting up on Instagram, these fucking of you talking and oh giving my. people all the tea and all the information. You know, I I oh. decided I was going to do uh Cause I would, I, I took a bunch of my snaps and IG stories, and I kind of just put them into a collage. And if I'm watching it and I start laughing, yeah. I'm like, oh, somebody's gonna need this, cause that was that was kind of funny, right? And that and that comes from as as they say, when you're an only child, you can entertain yourself, right? So, and you guys should see some of the stuff. Your latest one is about what? What is it that you just posted yesterday? The the, the uh, what on Sunday or yeah. Yeah. Oh, when I said uh, the you talking about that meme? Uh-huh. Oh, when it said uh, when they, all those people were at the dinner table and the kid said, "I'm gonna pray like mom." Oh God. Oh, oh God. God. No, 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 yes, not no. that one. Not. That oh one. no, no, <laughs> no. The video you posted. Oh, where I was talking about nobody cares if your account got deleted at X amount of followers yep. or oh dear cancel culture, right? <laughs> right. Y'all be canceling stuff y'all wouldn't ever subscribe to. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Duran, yeah. I'm looking at the time and I'm like, oh my God, we're getting close. But that's what she said. Oop. <laughs> he said. Not not to me. But you know, that's, that's what I heard that she said. <laughs> that's what you yeah. heard she said. <laughs> so this is actually a question that I love to ask people on this podcast. So if you had one message, and it could be long or short, doesn't have to be any specific amount of time, that you would want to make sure people knew, like Duran said this. You know, this is the message that Duran wants to make sure that I know when I listen to him speak or that I listen to this episode. What's the most important thing you want to tell people? Mm. A is for accountability. Does it? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. A is for, if we could all be accountable and own our shit, I'm telling you. I And I, and I strive to do that as much as I possibly can because I don't ever want anybody to be able to say that I, I, I did something or said something that I can't own up to. Right. So... I feel like if I can pull my, my, my skeletons out of the closet and tell my story, nobody will be able to hold anything against me. Yeah. So yeah. I think, and I think uh, we can all just, that Jesse Smullett situation just Ooh. inspired me to always tell the truth. Right, right. And I think, <laughs> uh, listen, uh, this is the thing. Like, I think ra- this word that I've been kind of trying to live by for the last several years is just radical transparency and radical mm-hmm. honesty. Mm-hmm. Like to the point that sometimes you say m- more than you even think you need to say. Yeah. Because and if if you're in integrity, right, with what you're saying and you really believe it, even if you can be corrected, even yeah. if you're wrong. Yeah. Like if you're really in alignment, then you don't have to worry about what anybody says, what anybody does because you're like, well that's what I did. And that was the best I was able to do at that time. At that time. And I learned and I grew or, and I still believe it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, real talk. Yeah. So, mm. wow, Duran. So, last little message here for people who want to get in touch with you, see what you got going on, where they look you up. Uh, you can find me on IG. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, all of the platforms that you can stream. You can, you know, 
even though the artists really make make the coin off of when you buy the music. Yes. You know? <laughs> but um, you already know I, what I really want to ask you to do is sing something. But sing some. Can you just smoke today? Have you yet put something on your stomach? Did the sad kick in already? If not, get ready, cause it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Did you smoke today? Have you yet put something on your stomach Yeah, Did the sack kick in already? If not, get ready, cause it's coming. Oh, <laughs> Lord, dude, just please keep going. Y'all gonna have Durant keep singing to me when we sign off, so thank you very much for listening. Durant, thank you for being here. Thank you for today. having me. This was such a fun, I just feel like it was great. Like, we're just having just casual, casual conversations. We just, we just talking, here. we just shooting this the shit. how we do. To you listening, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and your life to listen to us. It is an honor that we don't take for granted. We know you could be doing a million but different things in the world right now, but you're <laughs> taking the time to listen to us. And uh, I promise to always give you the best information from young black creators and leaders who are really making history today and doing big things. And this has been Justin Michael Williams. Make sure, wait, before I sign off, make sure you comment, subscribe, and rate this episode the more of you who do that the more like we get this information out to the world and more people are able to see these episodes it makes a big impact especially if you're listening on itunes or apple Podcasts. so definitely because the comments be lit because that's all i'll be wanting to see right <laughs> comment something anything you want you could even just say i love duran whatever you want to write anyways we love you thank you honor you and i will talk to you in the next episode bye